Welcome to Mighty Buildings Podcast. Each episode features architects, home builders, and industry professionals sharing their experiences, failures, and successes. At the end of each episode, we'll dive into how Mighty Buildings relates to the conversation through our use of 3D printing, robotics, and automation. I'm your host, Sam Rubin, the Chief Sustainability Officer and one of the four uh, co-founders here at Mighty Buildings. And it's my distinct pleasure to welcome as today's guest, Jeremy Madsen, the brand new Executive Director of Build a Green. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Jeremy. Thanks so much, Sam. So we would, our audience would love to hear a bit more about who you are, what you do. Um, obviously, you're brand new to Build a Green, but would love to know more about Kind of what you share more about what you guys are doing there, but then also some of the awesome things you've done in the past, like with the San Francisco Foundation, the Greenbelt Alliance, and just yeah, you've done some amazing things. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me without running through the whole resume, I will just say I've been in the San Francisco Bay Area in California for about twenty years, and um, that entire time has been focused on <clears throat> essentially what do we build, where do we build it, and I think the the most important question why. And what does that mean for, you know, the environment and for, for people? So I, as you said, I spent uh, a few years at the San Francisco Foundation setting up something called the Great Communities Collaborative, which was a cool partnership between uh, foundation funders and nonprofit organizations and government agencies to really, you know, look at how do we do more and better development uh, near transit centers, uh, you know, trying to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by essentially making sure people don't have to drive. Um, and then I spent 10 years working for Greenbelt Alliance, an awesome organization, really the second most awesome organization in the Bay Area after Build a Green. Um, and, uh, uh, but, you know, really a focus on uh, protecting the important open spaces of the region. And then how do we make our communities the best places they possibly can be? So, we looked a lot at, again, that question of what gets built and where and working a lot with uh, policymakers, uh, advocates, you know, and that's everything from uh, social justice advocates to environmental advocates to community development professionals, business professionals um, about, you know, kind of on the macro scale, what do, what do communities look like? What should they be? Um, and so I think you know, coming to build a green is actually really interesting because now I get a chance to continue to work on those issues as build a green kind of evolves. And we can talk more about that here in a, in a second, but also really think about, all right, well, what does it actually take to build these things that we've been envisioning for years and years and years? Um, and, uh, you know, what does it mean? What are the barriers, the, the little details? I was talking to somebody earlier today about the fact that in the you know town of Alameda, where I live, you know, you put in an ADU and you have to put um, a utility meter on your ADU in addition to on your house, $7,000. Yep. And for most people, that's a big deal. And so getting into those nuts and bolts of how do we actually bring this change that we envision to reality, that's a, a very exciting thing and, you know, a, a big reason as to why I'm here. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, and you speak to some of the the big important issues here. I mean, as Obviously, transit-oriented development is really, really important, um, protecting those green spaces. But also, obviously, we have this massive housing crisis uh, here in California and globally. Um, and that's why I love what you guys are doing and how you're really leaning into these ideas of resiliency and regeneration and going beyond just sustainability. Um, that's actually one of the reasons I love you guys. I love you guys. I'm so excited to uh, to get to participate in one of your webinars uh, last fall mm-hmm. is because you really are one of the few that's really leaning into that part of the conversation, which to me, as much as I talk about sustainability because people understand what it means, I would much rather that we have people 
be fluent in notions of resilience and regeneration because to me that's that speaks more to what we actually need to be doing um and it speaks to i mean one of the things that and i would love to hear your, your thinking on this and is this idea that we need all this housing but housing comes with a cost and yeah. not just monetary cost i mean when we're looking at sustainability Construction globally is 11% of all uh, GHG emissions. And frankly, that number's probably low because I don't think it properly accounts for the waste generated during the construction phase. Um, that's something we've discovered as we've analyzed the impacts of our own zero waste production. Um, but also, 28% of all GHG comes from building energy use. And so how do we solve this crisis where we need millions of units just in California without out exacerbating the climate impacts of those. And so I think that's what you guys are doing is really, really important and kind of would love to love to hear your thinking on there uh, on that. Yeah. Well, I, I like the way that you described it is we're, we're leaning into this tough issue. And I also like the way that build a green has, I think reconceptualized a bit of what is the, the housing sector? You know, we don't actually use the word it's a sector or it's an industry. It's an ecosystem. Um, and, you know, as an ecosystem, it involves a lot of different, you know, players, a lot of different organisms, uh, you know, from, again, the builders to the planners to the people who are already in communities. Um, and uh, it, it also touches in a lot of different areas. And so, you know, it's actually, in some ways, not that hard of an equation to figure out how do we solve the housing crisis? Um, you know, you, uh, you know, you, you, you readjust some laws, you... Uh, open up some land, you allow for people who have known how to build things in a certain way to come in and do it that certain way for, um, you know, they've been doing it for decades and decades and, you know, hundreds of years. Um, what we want to do, and I think what, you know, California has always been good at is saying, well, what do we aspire to? Um, and we aspire to, uh, you know, how do we provide, you know, a home for everyone? And that's a diversity of housing types. Um, in communities that we can uh, be proud of and thrive in, whether we're uh, moderate income or, or, or well off or what it is. Um, uh, and, you know, how do we do that in a way that is not uh, just not impactful on the environment, but that is in harmony with the environment? Mm -hmm. And um, uh, to use a term that you put out there that we used as well, regenerative to the environment that, you know, we as people participating in this uh, system that we're in, we're contributing to it and we're making it better versus, um, uh, you know, degrading uh, the world around us. And, you know, I think those aspirations can be, can be met. And, you know, there's lots of folks out there, including uh, yourself and, you know, uh, and, and your company that are uh, are helping us get there, and I think you know we're we're here to help, kind of uh, you know, help you stand up, help you help rise you up, uh, help make connections, and uh, uh, you know kind of help that change take place. Yeah, what kind of what I'm hearing in there, and correct me wrong, is a little bit of the the kind of long standing tension within conservation over the idea of whether human humans are part or separate from nature. Yeah, okay, I, what I'm here, here for you. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say I think that's absolutely right, and you know, I and I'll admit I've occasionally gotten in trouble with some of my older school and very dear conservation friends who uh, you know started working in say the 1970s when I was just being born, and really did have that mindset of you know we as humans the only thing we can do is uh, you know kind of degrade the world around us and we have to minimize that. 
Um, you know, I very much come at it from what I consider to be a 21st century environmental perspective of we can uh, improve is not the right word either, but we can contribute in a yeah. way that uh, that helps, um, uh, you know, people uh, first and foremost. Um, and again, of all different types, uh, really thrive in the places that uh, uh, that we have, but also brings us into connection with, uh, you know, with the, the world around us. Um, you know, I live here in the city of Alameda again, and, you know, can kind of walk down the street and, um, uh, you know, kind of commune with, uh, with harbor seals. And um, occasionally we have a whale stop by. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just this wonderful place that has that, that interface. And, um, you know, the more that we can kind of take into account that as we, we build and we grow and we develop and we change, um, you know, the better our places are. Yeah. And I'd love to, like in the context of that, I'd love to go back to the fact that you guys, I love that you talk about housing as an ecosystem, because what's coming to mind for me as you're talking is the idea of ecosystem services right. and how you've got different pieces within that ecosystem that play key, key roles. And without even one of the small ones changes everything. Right. And so kind of the, this idea of what, who are the different players in the housing ecosystem and what are the different services that they provide to allow that ecosystem to function at its maximum efficiency and optimum and uh, meeting as many needs as possible as effectively as possible. And so yeah, I, th I love that framing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, in terms of what that ecosystem is and, you know, to be honest, I think we're trying to get our, our, our hands around it because I think it is so mm -hmm. um, it, it is broad enough. And I think a lot of people, uh, you know, feel like they know what the housing community is um, and, uh, you know, uh, leave out folks. So there are, of course, the, you know, the builders and the contractors and the architects and the designers um, who have, you know, historically, I think, been built as Green's uh, community and audience. And then there's, you know, the planners and the policymakers. And then there's the, you know, f folks doing workforce development and social equity advocates, neighborhood advocates, et cetera, are all part of the mix. And I think, you know, to kind of uh, come back to the term ecosystem services that you you threw out there, uh, you know, something I've long thought about and, you know, coming to Build a Green, I want to, you know, kind of play with this and push it forward is that, you know, so often, um, you know, a builder will show up in a community, you know, town, neighborhood, whatever it is, and say, uh, or be perceived at least as saying, uh, we want to... Um, uh, you know, build a thing. And this is our vision for the thing. And this is where we want to put it. And this is what it means to you. And, uh, you know, please let us do this. Or if they're a little bit more heavy handed, it's like, we're going to do this, whether you want us to or not. And if we could switch the frame there to, you know, we're coming in as developers and builders, and uh, we want to be agents to uh, do in your community what you as a community need to have happen and want to see done. And, um, and we bring the, you know, kind of the skill sets to, uh, you know, create these structures, create these places um, on your behalf. And mm -hmm. I think that's a, you know, that is a service that, you know, to use the old style term, the building industry can bring to communities. Um, and, uh, you know, part of our job is to figure out how we make that, how we make that reframing happen. That's I, and I'm so glad you said that because what you basically described is what we call disruption through collaboration. Yeah, because uh, because that's what we I mean for us that's the approach we've taken. Because at the end of the day, we really see ourselves as a tool for industry 
and as a tool for communities to help solve the housing crisis in a sustainable way. And so exactly as you say, rather than being like a, an Uber or someone showing up one day and saying, hey, we're doing this, we don't care. Right. Something we've done is come in a year, two years ahead of any project, engage with that local community and really make sure we're listening and understanding what those pain points are. Because we know what we know and we have, we have our ideas. But as you say, it's so important to make sure that the industry is engaging with the community to make sure to listen, to make sure that they're, what they're delivering is actually meeting the pain points that, that the community has and not just as they're perceived from the outside. Right. I think that's exactly right. And it's, you know, again, an ecosystem service, a community service, um, uh, uh, you know, when you are, you know, building something, constructing something, creating something, it is a, um, it is a, it is a service. It is a provision of a service. It is not just a business. And obviously it's a business. And I think that's, again, one of the things that's exciting about you all as a company is trying to figure out, well, how do we do this in a way that um, not only uh, collaboratively disrupts the system, but is something that is um, uh, that is sustainable as a business that can scale mm-hmm. because we have, you know, just again, take California. We've got what, three, three and a half, four million, you know, homes to build. Um, you know, that's not going to be done, uh, you know, kind of one unit at a time. That exactly. It has to be done at a scale. Yeah. And so, you know, figuring out how you provide that community service in a way that is, uh, uh, you know, business sustainable and uh, scalable is a, it's a huge task I'm, and I'm thrilled yeah. you guys are at it. One of our benefits is that none of the founding team at Mighty Buildings start, came from construction. Yeah. So we didn't know we weren't supposed to do things. So we did them. Um, it was kind of like, we're not, didn't know we weren't we're not supposed to be able to do it. So we made it happen. But obviously we've then also filled those, not like those gaps knowledge with key experts, key advisors, key hires and all that. But I think having that beginner's mind and kind of being able to come at it with new ideas is going to be so important. And so that's why it's great seeing some of the stuff happening on the regulatory side to create more space for the technology innovation and starting to see the broader industry embracing some of these innovations through new efforts like the uh, Advanced Building uh, Construction Collaborative that, that was recently announced with the Department of Energy and Rocky Mountain students and some others, as well as things like the American Made. And like, there's some really cool things that are coming to the fore. The Housing Innovation Alliance is doing some really interesting stuff and in bringing together people to share ideas. Uh, so there's a really cool ecosystem that's starting to come come together around that. Um, and we only have five minutes left. So I want to make sure I kind of actually hear a bit more about your journey. Yeah. Because uh, because mm-hmm. I would love to hear that. And like, as, as our listeners know, we love also hearing about bumps along the road that maybe where things at the time seemed like they weren't going well, but in the end helped get you to where you are and helping you have the impact that you're having. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's funny. So ever since you got, you kind of prompted me with that question. So I've been thinking about some of the, some of the bumps along the road. Um, and I think, you know, there have been, uh, uh, there have been projects that I've taken on. There have been, you know, jobs that I've taken and I've realized this isn't the right, uh, you know, the, the right role for me. Um, and I think what, you know, all of that has told me is, you know, maybe two things, you know, so the first is, um, you know, kind of if you can, and it's a privilege if you can, but um, if you can find the thing you love to do, find the thing you're passionate about doing um, and then, and then go do it. And, uh, and, you know, if you are, uh, smart and creative and, um, uh, and committed, you know, you'll find a way to make a living off of it. And I think again, you know, what I'm hearing about, again, you guys in the building sector and disrupting the building sector and, you know, kind of in some ways, um, 
not uh, uh, you know not knowing what you're doing wrong um, <laughs> is exactly along those lines. You know, let's let's figure out how to solve the problem versus like dwell upon where we've been in the past. You know, the second piece of that I think is um, the only things I ever feel like I've failed at, um, or the only times where I feel like I haven't succeeded, is um, when I haven't uh, fully dove in. Um, and so, um, uh, I think that idea of, you know, grab the bull by the horns, uh, go for, um, what you know to be the right thing, uh, you know, uh, allow yourself to, um, uh, be stymied from time to time and then, uh, uh, step back up and, and go at it again. You know, I, I was <laughs> the, the classic example when I was like, uh, five years old, I got kicked off a horse and you know, took, a, <laughs> took a horseshoe in the behind. And, oh no. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, my behind is fine. And I got back on the horse. Um, yep. and I think that's, you know, a lesson I learned at five and, um, uh, it was a good one. Wow. So you literally learned how to get back on the horse. I did. Not just, yeah, I did, not just yeah. metaphorically. Wow. Right. That's... Right. And my hip wasn't broken. So that was wow, that's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Very, 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 very important little, little fact. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess I would love to, I mean, I don't know how much our audience actually knows about building green. So maybe yeah. would love for our last couple of minutes here, would love to love to hear more about it. Cause I know you guys are coming up with some amazing new programming and trainings that you're, you're going to be offering. And so I think our listeners would love to hear a bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give the, you know, one minute of history and kind of one minute of where we're going. So the history is we started off um, about 20 years ago. So early part of the two thousands really as a group of, uh, again, people from cities and from the building industry saying, how do we advance the idea of, of green building? And very much green building 1.0. You know, how, do we, how do we advance the idea of products and methods that have less of an impact on the environment around us? Um, and you know, can we get new policies put in place? The you know, Cal Green Building Code is, uh, you know, kind of grew out of some work we did at, uh, at Build It Green. Um, and, uh, you know, can we build up, a uh, a workforce and, you know, people who have, uh, you know, a degree of community and expertise around us. Um, we're now making a pivot and that pivot is really to, and to go back to a bit of what we were talking about before, move into a regenerative way. Um, so we're looking at, you know, how do we support and contribute to, how does the, you know, the, the, the construction process support and contribute to. Uh, not just the environment, but the communities around us. So we're not thinking just about buildings, but we're thinking about neighborhoods. Um, I think one of the exciting things right now is um, we don't have even a third of the answers. I don't think we even have a third of the third of the answers. We've got um, a, a lot of questions, um, uh, a lot of relationships. And I think I would encourage you know both you and your listeners to kind of come along on that journey with us um, as we figure out how do we you know, address this housing crisis in a way that is regenerative, that is socially equitable, um, and that is good for the environment and sets the stage here in California for something that can be impactful globally. That's awesome. And unfortunately, uh, due to time, we're, we're going to have to leave it there. But yeah, right. really, really excited uh, for you guys reimagining of and kind of the role you're going to play. Be you're playing and bringing this new era of how sustainable housing to the fore. Uh, so definitely excited to continue working with you guys and supporting you however you can. And hopefully uh, listeners will, will reach out to you guys and get connect connected as well. Uh, you guys have some wonderful content and really, really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on the Mighty Buildings podcast. Yeah, and today's host, uh, Jeremy Madsen with uh, Build It Green. All right. It was great fun. Thank you. Thank you.